welcome back to an episode of What You Know. Zayna here, and I am with my co-host and dearest friend and brother in the struggle, Harris. I do exist. Harris does exist. I actually got um, an inbox on Twitter from from somebody. I won't mention her name because I don't know if she thinks that that's all right or not. Asking like, who is this we? Um, this is the we. We form a very dynamic duo uh, in our friendship and, and kind of um, this podcast endeavor. So just a word of advice before you get started. I meant before we get started, I mentioned, um, I think over the weekend, that my microphone was broken. And I always kind of start off with, you know, we're, right now we're low tech, low know-how, unscripted, unedited, but all that's going to change over time but right now um you're a cottage industry podcast there you go go. so when looking for a new microphone here's what we suggest you don't do do not go to walmart do not go to walmart and get this we were sort of desperate though we 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 knew better but we thought what the hell we can wing it but you can't you can't can't wing it especially it's shit especially when when the the price looks like this and and then i should have known better because i was able to open the box right there and take it out it wasn't the smartest move was, i was willing was to spend more i was willing to spend up they to didn't 50 have more. we went to three stores yeah we went to three stores okay. and then they didn't have more and then the one person that could have um, answered i don't know that she actually could have answered any questions no. she was just all but ignoring she us she was rather lobotomized it's she was it, it was my heart i know it does it it's my, i want to play my achy breaky heart right now i really oh my do God. That I would, would sing it for you. I know you would. I know you would. A little... It's a little scratchy. It's a little scratchy. So it's beautiful here in Austin, Texas today. And you know what just dawned on me is that the last time we recorded here in any capacity, it was in June. Yeah. It was in June. So uh, time it's... Time is flying by. Time's flying by. It's September 30th today, right? No, September 29th. I escaped the rigors of employment for a brief while so I can come out in the daylight with mm-hmm. you. Soon we both will. Um, but what I was thinking is, <coughs> pardon me, COVID. Um, that uh, like your COVID all over me. I love it. Right, Thank you. You're gonna need that yeah. sleep. There you go. Get all COVID We're immunity yeah. Yeah. now. Yeah, we are. We've Thank got our we've got Sweden. our T cell immunity going on here, they real strong. Oh, they did. They showed us how. Did I tell you about? All right. I'm really ADD. We do have a few we political. Are both pretty. We uh, are. We are. Um, <clears throat> I do have some. We do have some news to cover today. And here's. Here's Harris and I share a lot of political things very much in common. Uh, we share some common threads, but what always makes things interesting in, in, in friendships and in partnerships like that is like this is we see a few things differently. Um, ultimately, our goal is, uh, well, we have a lot of them. I'll speak to one of them and then you can speak to the other since you found the very cool place. Um, one of our goals is to get this podcast up and running, to get a website, <clears throat> and to interact with everyday kind of people. Um, anybody who is on the either extreme who is willing to talk. Um, I tried that, I've mentioned his name several times because I know he's cool with it, Corey Buckner, and I had a discussion about the Black Lives Matter issue um, uh, kind of a couple of weeks ago. Um, and by the way, Corey, if you're listening to this or watching this, I appreciated, you know, the good the, 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 the the discussion and the I posted something on Twitter 
I need to give you the information to that account where, you know, like that I was hoping that the corrosive narrative about, you know, white supremacy and all this stuff wouldn't infect some of my relationships um, and make it weird. But it started started to a little bit. And um, that made me sad. And a couple of people recognized that on Twitter and he was one of them. And so I think we can work past it. But it's it's really it goes to show you just how powerful the message is and how much they're trying to divide us. Um, we have to start having these conversations, which is the kind of driving force between our partnership. Is you you it is good that we don't have the same exact copycat absolutely. ideas on everything, absolutely. and we need to reach out to other people because mm-hmm. yep. that's the only way we're gonna get the hell yeah. safe in any capacity from. I mean, we both, we, we, both, we both believe, um, I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that at the core... Wrong. <laughs> at the core of everything... That's why uh, everyone dislikes me. <laughs> False. Uh, at the core of everything, we have a right to pursue our own destiny, our right to defend ourselves, a right to secure property, which is what you were working on and have found some pretty cool places in that we can speak to another one of our goals. Um, a right to lead a free life that um, is where the government is unintrusive into that into that life. Um, am I wrong about any of that, or is that generally? You're dead right on. Like, today is a beautiful example. This park is gorgeous. We're outside. We're hanging out together. And only one of the barbecues near us is covered in oligarch plastic to keep us from meeting up with our friends here. Yeah. Some brave patriot has torn the plastic off of the other one because, you know, grilling your meat at God knows what temperature clearly won't kill COVID. I know, right? It's, um, it's just... it's The it's, rust on that grill is far more terrifying than, than COVID. Absolutely. Uh, please don't feed your kids rusty food. Don't, don't do terrible. it. It's bad. On it's terrible. The, on the, let me tell you about my travel, by the way. Please do. So, um, this is a very... I'm sure YouTube is just going to love this. Um, this is a very uh, 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 smart virus. Um, we'll it's call brilliant. It, it's a brilliant virus. We'll call it what another YouTuber called it. Instead of, you know, the dangerous one that can get a sensor, we'll call it RBC, the really bad cold. Because yes. I thought that that was brilliant. Okay? It so is. we'll call it RBC. The RBC is it's a very smart virus. Um, it, it doesn't get you when you sit down to dine, but it can get you when you get up to go to the bathroom. Um it it, uh, it doesn't get you through yeah. your masks that say on the box that it offers no protection right. for the and, and RBC. It, and, and, and in the case of the airplane travel, my favorite was, and this is where it's like we're being talked to like children. They're like, remember, you have to have your mask on at all times unless you're uh, actively eating or drinking the limited snack and drink service we're providing. So I'm like, all right, so RBC is really dangerous up until you bring the ice water and the effing pretzels. Correct. At which point the RBC takes a hiatus from being dangerous. I am going to tape pretzels all over my body because that will protect me from everything. Like a superhero. Absolutely. I absolutely. will be Pretzel Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Tape, yeah. giant fucking pretzel on mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, I'm on it. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. making that today. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, uh, and, and I mean, just the myriad of other measures, you know, I mean... It's just, it's absolutely ludicrous. So they call this in, 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 in groups of 10, right? They're like at the gate, they're like, don't stand as you normally would. We're going to call you, you know, A1 through 10. A <laughs> okay, exactly. But nobody paid attention to that. So it was just an ongoing shit show of like everybody cutting in line. And there was, they're like, make sure you're social distance. So they, they had this obligatory thing that they, you know, they had to say, but no one did it. 
no one no one did any of that. We were all standing close. Uh, people were vying to get their position. Like I was A46 and I was like, oh, the hell with that. You're not cutting in front of me, you know? And then we get on the airplane. Now the ride there to Florida was very smooth. The crew was awesome. They were making light of the masks. The flight attendant was real great. I loved the fact that... Um, Can you still buy booze? No. So I had to drink... I'm I had to have a bourbon. Sauce. I know you are. I had to have a bourbon at the airport to deal with all of it, though. I paid $20 for a double Maker's Mark neat uh, on both sides, both ends of the trip, because I just knew that I had to do it yeah. in order to deal, to deal, with, to deal with that. Um, but, but I wanted to get to this guy that was, okay, so we landed in St. Louis, and um, there was like... 55 minutes of time where where we were, you know, just we didn't have to change planes, but we were just sitting there. So this uh, young 16-year-old kid working for Southwest comes in, he's all hooded and everything, but he's got hospital grade cleaner, and and he does a very diligent job wiping down everything. He really, really does. So then, um, and then at that point, we're, you know, the nice part was I was able to move to any seat. The, the eight of us were able to move to any seat we wanted. So that was, I, I sat like right in the front row. So then they start boarding the passengers coming on from St. Louis and going on to Austin and San Diego. And this this big muscle-bound bodybuilder-looking tough guy gets on and he sits down next to me and he's just like he's like gloved up, masked up, and he wipes down his whole seat first holding up the line. Then he wipes down the middle seat and like scoots my stuff over. In order to do it, in other words, like, get your shit out of the way I'm disinfecting here, you dirty COVID-laden fool. And uh, and I, I looked at him like, you know, they did a very diligent, thorough job. Sure. I've been on the plane the whole time. Um, I, you know, I, I moved from my other seat so the kid could wipe that down. He spent 45 minutes cleaning every doorknob, every handle with hospital-grade disinfectant. Can't you smell it? He didn't respond. Changed his mask twice while on board and wiped down the seats multiple times, more times than I can tell you. So here's my other question, besides the fact that he was crazy, here's my other question. How come at security checkpoint I had to throw out a water? They were like, drink it or ditch it. You're not allowed. But he somehow managed to get through, or maybe they're just selling it somewhere, maybe, a giant bottle of Clorox wipes, which I, I don't think... I mean, maybe I'm just being naive here. Maybe that's just like what they do now. They sell those things. The hand sanitizer is one thing, but I don't really think that he procured that at the airport. Probably I think they not. just allowed him to bring it on because if you're like exercising an abundance of caution, like that's that's cool now. But anyway, um, that's my story they about that. They love us that. so much. They really do. They just want us safe. And they just want us safe. water yeah. is bullshit. But Clorox, get it. I bought this because I've... I figured we were going to be cerebral today, and so I was like, I, I really feel like this is important. Yeah, but they don't care about you. Throw that shit away, sir. That could be a liquid explosive. Exactly. Exactly. No, I don't disagree one bit. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm on a no-fly list. That's a hilarious story, but we'll save that for another day. All right. Uh, uh, internationally only, because I can fly fine within the United States. But every time I'm definitely flagged because I, I, I get the invitation to be stripped by the nice lady off to the side every oh, time. Yeah, every time. I've never once. flown. Did they in did they... the last 15 years without it. And I just tell them, no, I, un, I take my shoes off and I take, they can search me right there in the middle. If they'd like me to strip down to my 
uh, fare boxers. I, I'm Dude, willing I'm, to. I'm telling you. All right. So so not to not to like. Did they get you? Did you? No, have to, well, did not you this have to time. Take your pants they, off they they patted me down because Jesus? because I was wearing this. Oh yeah. They, they patted me down because I was wearing this. But one time, uh, this was long before any of the COVID stuff. I, I go through the detector and I was wearing basketball shorts under my jeans, and I guess that that triggered something in terms of like this you know the body scanner so i come out i think this is in windsor locks connecticut i come out and um the, the home of all domestic terrorism yeah right no kidding uh I, I come out of the scanner and the the gentleman greets me and he's like um he's like i need to do a physical pat down of you bulky. yeah he's like i need to like really pat you down uh we can either do it here or, and then he points <laughs> off to the corner. He's like, I can take that's, you. There's that's this. Where they always oh, try hey, to take me. There's this little standalone going tin hut. Okay? Yeah. So I'm like, let me get this straight. He's going to slip a finger in. Yeah, you, you, in you are you're giving get, me the option. More than a pat down, friend. <laughs> you're giving me the option of getting, no letting date. you feel me up here in public. You or you want to, like, give me a reach around in this like tin metal standalone but how creepy is that and he actually looked somewhat excited about it i'm like no dude pat me down out here in the open in front of everybody i mean i, I don't they get like bonus for the amount of people they take into that hut they, they might they're very excited to take you in there uh, i decline every time and they seem seemed, so disappointed he seemed disappointed and at first i was like oh maybe it's because he was just surprised i didn't want the privacy then i realized that i think he just wanted to feel me and I, part of me was flattered. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm I, I, at the time I was a little bit younger. I was still you're, getting you're up there in age. I, I, you know, you're I, I think, and I was, I was, I was a dashing lad when I was really young, but at that time they weren't feeling you up at the airport. So you didn't, I mean, and honestly, where, whoever it comes from, I would prefer it come from some foxy, foxy lady, but obviously, you know, yeah, they're not going younger, to, bro. they're it not going to, they're me, not going to, they're never foxy. <laughs> they're never foxy. <laughs> uh, well, there was that day, and I just didn't get the option, so you would have been really bummed. You'd have Sideways. been like, wait, wait, what about me? All right. Uh, <laughs> no. All right. Never turns out well. Our ADD serves us well, because this is a perfect tangent to just make another one of our points, that is mm. this this creeping, slow frog boil, where well, they've they're accelerated. inching, they're yeah. inching, they're inching, and now it's like they have... Full authority to just say fuck it and do it much faster. Yep. We're yep. about ready to get the lockdown again. I think so. Um, I'm also wondering about this story here. So, Minneapolis police looking into explosive voter fraud allegations following Project Veritas video involving uh, Ilhan Omar campaign. So, I'll just read a little bit of it. Uh, and then I, I kind of can predict your thoughts, but I obviously want to get them anyway, and then I'll get mine. <laughs> the Minneapolis Police Department announced Monday, on Monday afternoon, that it is looking into explosive allegations of voter fraud following a video that was released yesterday by Project Veritas that involves a campaign worker for Democratic Representative Ilhan Omar, um, who I loathe with every fiber of my being. An investigation from Project, that wasn't in the article, that was just me. Uh, an investigation from Project Veritas uh, purports to show that Quote, Omar is engaging in illegal ballot harvesting and a cash-for-ballot scheme in her district in Minneapolis, Newsweek reported. Uh, the group, which has targeted mainly liberal groups, this is according to Newsweek, so of course they're going to say that, uh, with 
quote, sting operations, give me a break, it's just people keeping an eye on voting, posted a video late Sunday showing what it claims is evidence of an illegal effort to harvest absentee ballots. Um, So this was so much so that the Minneapolis Police Department put out a tweet about it. And um, then there was then there was the uh, the issue in more than one area of um, bunches of mail in ballots being found in ditches. And when you opened them, um, it was uh, it was they had voted for Trump. Trump. So um, so it's a Trump and dump. It's a Trump. I like that. I I don't like that it's happening, but I I do believe it's happening. Okay, so there's where there's where this this is where you can see the difference between Sean and I because I'm a goddamn lunatic and he's a sensible human being. Yes. So so please uh, go ahead and um, and by the way, I don't think I don't think you're a lunatic at all. I think um, I think you just I think you just look at because I don't totally disagree with you. I think that there's you know movers and shakers and uh, at the top in the elite that are. engaging in mass social engineering. I think that this whole COVID thing, sorry, the RBC thing has Baby been- Baby dragonfly, Baby dragonfly right here, live and in person. Where? Sorry, it just oh. flew almost in my mouth. Oh, good to know. I thought they were extinct. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Jump and dump. No, we were beyond that. We we're beyond that. Oh, uh, that this RBC thing is um, a really bad cold thing, you know, has led to a, the biggest transfer of wealth and control of the medical system in history, in the history of America. And they're also phasing out cash with it. They're using that. Almost as though it was a plan. Almost as though. (laughs) Almost as though. And let's, let's pretend, let's entertain for a second that it's not a plan and that there is something out there happening. They totally blew it out of proportion and hijacked it. So either way is bad. But there's something happening. It's just not. Before we get to ADD. Not. I agree with Harris, uh, one bazillion percent that there are people who are engaged in mass social uh, social engineering who that our congress is largely bought and paid for that um that that all of that's true however um i also don't believe that every aspect of history as we know it is made up i believe a lot of it is but i believe that many of the founders of our country knew these movers and shakers because these families go back many, many generations. And that while many of them were engaged in the founding of the country, uh, many of the good ones, many of the notable founders may not have been the most stellar people in all cases, but were very aware of that and tried to create a system as best as they could that could withstand that. And um, if this wasn't true, you wouldn't have a lot of what you have in America. You wouldn't have private property ownership. You wouldn't have, um, you know, such a huge portion of the population owning uh, weapons to defend themselves. I'm sorry, you just would not, you would not have those things. If, if there wasn't uh, truly, if this wasn't a true experiment in human freedom, you wouldn't have those things. And they wouldn't be going to such extents to destroy it with the Marxist left. Because let's be, we agree on this, right? George Soros and the likes of them is funding a, a lot of this stuff, right? That we're seeing like the Antifa. The BLM. Is. Yeah. Um, and I noticed, I'm sure someone took a screenshot of it, but BLM recently took down a lot of their stuff on their like about us page. They changed it like we want to disrupt the family. We want basically we want the state to run the family. We, we want to do this. We want to do they, they changed a, a lot of the verbiage there. I saw some tweets about it. I can guarantee you that there were screenshots. I hope somebody took some screenshots of it. Um, but if you have screenshots, please tweet them. Please tweet them. Please tweet them out. Um, 
but there's no there's no doubt to me that uh, that Trump is somewhat of an outsider, and that might be where we where we disagree. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and I'm going to vote for him. Um, I'm gonna vote for Chip Roy, uh, our uh, our Republican representative here. I would say there's probably here's what I think. I think that that Trump acts within a limited, the limited scope of authority that he knows that he has to try to do what he can for the country. Now, I can't, I don't know the man. So anybody out there who's offended by this, that's a Trump supporter that follows me. Sorry, you can unfollow me if you want. He may very well be the slimiest creature in the world. But here's what I do believe um, for a lot of reasons that we can list another time. I believe that he cares for the country. I believe that um, that while he may have relationships with these deep state individuals, that he's not necessarily one of them and he does not like them. I believe that he's a moneymaker and a businessman and that these deep state individuals that want socialism threaten to stand in the way of that. And uh, and he wants them to go bump in the night, you know. Um, and I do believe that he wants to restore America to a place where people have equity of opportunity not equity of outcome. I believe that he really does want to limit government. Now, what would I? Here's what I would have loved to see him do to prove that. And thus far, you know, maybe you know there are you know, a lot of blackmail, a lot of threats to his family behind the scenes. Uh, but I would have loved if he eliminated a lot of the government, a lot of the government agencies. You know what I mean? Like that would have that would have gone a long way. And he still can do that. He eliminated or you know made an executive order. They're not paying attention to it, but to get rid of critical race theory in the federal departments, I think that shows a lot. The, the patriotic education program, which people are freaked out about. Here's what all that does: that reestablishes classical liberal education, which is holistic education, presenting two sides uh, and encouraging people to think freely. Because contrary to popular belief that um, that it, that was a thing at one point in this country. You know what I mean? Like, you can be a raging liberal and still be well accepted on the campus at Hillsdale. You can be a raging conservative and you are not going to do very well at UC, uh, University of California, Berkeley. I'm sorry, that's just true. Um, so that's, that's, that's what I believe. Um, that's where we probably have a disagreement. Uh, I, I, you know, and it's good. It's good that we have or a or 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 you and Lionel, for example, our buddy Lionel uh, are right. <clears throat> and it's just a big, giant psyop um, to keep us focused on this this reality television show while they do what we all know they're doing, which is ushering in Bolshevism. Yes, um, and we're about Marxism. to get Bolshevik in the hardest way. Oh, it's happening. In you the know, hardest way. it's happening. And, and you know, uh, but I I just. I mean, here, okay, let me give you an example. Like, Trump, Trump acted very constitutionally uh, as far as this is concerned. I mean, and hold on to your hope. He, he could have. He could have sent in troops, declared martial law, done all kinds of things. But the Constitution... Just wait. Well, but the Constitution doesn't allow... Obama would have done that, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, Obama's a million times worse than Trump. Yeah, Obama would have sent in the troops in a heartbeat. you hear that? Right. Everyone in all of Austin just fell over with a collective heart attack because I dared to say something shitty about Obama. Do you know that one of my oldest best friends uh, told me to get the fuck out of their house when I told her that I didn't vote for Obama? I think a lot of people who 
Um, it's hilarious. I've been corresponding with on Twitter. Maybe no maybe have experienced the same thing. When I tell them though that the reason, because they always say why. And okay, my, so what's the reason? My reason is because he drone bombed more children than any other president to date. Well, absolutely. So, and sorry, but Donald not a cool dude. Donald Trump, uh, contrary to popular belief, did build up our military, but he also got us out of American adventurism. That's why John Bolton uh, quit. Quit. Um, his position there. Now, I also, I also do believe that if we're not going to be infiltrated by um, by Russia and China, I believe in American sovereignty too. I do believe that we need to project a little bit of power, but I, I think we can do that all from home. You know what I mean? Like during the housing crisis, I could never get. I'm like, all right, if there really is a housing crisis, do this, do this, bring home sixty percent of our troops, provide housing for them. And then we'll have the safest, most fortified country in the world and we'll solve the housing crisis. Or instead of borrowing $700 billion, put a million dollars in the hands of every single American man, woman and child. And then you have, uh, you know, you've only taken out another $320 million instead of $700 billion. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm just dumb. The reason that we differ right there. That's the reason right there. Because you... That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. You're not dumb. I don't know about that. It's a plan. It's debatable. It is obviously a plan. Oh, I agree with you on that. Obviously, all by design, and they're all involved. So, so you think um, that? Do you think that there's any chance that Trump is an outsider just doing what he can within the limitations of his power? Like being like zero percent chance. Zero percent chance of that. As ex-military. Uh, all his touting, everything he does that he does for military is so fucking offensive to me. Such as? As suicide amongst veterans during COVID lockdown. He did bring that up, though, I think. Skyrocketing. Well, he can bring it up all he wants. Action speaks so much louder than words. True. And if he was the you know, white shining horse that so many people think he is coming in to save us, that would be the easiest place to start. Okay. Do you think that, I think that the, that the left is going to steal this election. Do you think that that's, I think by design, the election is going to be the used as the next trigger point. Oh, well, absolutely. And I, and here's the interesting part is that it's going to be over a protracted period of time. Like, we're not going to know. Oh, no. And, and it's like it's like a scary movie. You know, you don't just like start the scary movie with the demon eating someone's eyeballs out. Yeah. You build it with music. You build it. You build that anxiety. Right. And we've been that poor fucking frog or lobster in the pot. Yeah. Now, that was just chilling at first. Although. Frog, uh, frogs, not so much, but a lobster, you know, lobster's awesome. I dig, I would eat, a, I dig frogs. They're fucking delicious. Uh, you, but either way, I get this conversation because yeah, I, I also love I, snails. Yeah. Get in my mouth. Oh, God, you know. You can eat one. I you don't just, know. Yeah. They're fucking Either buttery. way, either way, though, you're right. And um, speaking of, de- by design, here's another article right here that will kind of look at before we touch on a couple other things and then wrap up. George Soros intervenes again, this time pumping $1.5 million into a Los Angeles County DA race. So 
Um, this is by Jeffrey Cowood on uh, the Daily Wire, September 29th, today, 2020. I'll just read the first paragraph and then people can check it out. And if I remember correctly, I'll include the links in the description. A campaign report reveals philanthropist. <laughs> That's one of the best scenes ever from It's Always Sunny. It is. But it also just so... it's so. I love that we didn't even have to have that conversation. We were both just right there. It's so on point and applicable. I'm a full-on rapist. It is so. In in, in a different type of way, that's what George Soros is. And yes, I'm saying that publicly. It's Always Sunny. Thank you for keeping me from... Yes, just... Suiciding. That's right. Okay. Just kidding, Mom. (laughs) A campaign report, uh, report reveals. My mom's really worried about me right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is she? Yeah. Uh, philanthropist George Soros is funding efforts to replace Los Angeles County's district attorney with a more progressive alternative in November, as if it could get more progressive in Los Angeles, where they just like let, you know, killers and rapists out to go kill and like rape, Pillage. rape people. So anyway, that's kind of crazy. Um, the New York billionaire recently made. Why don't you want him to be rapey? Come on. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. It's just wild, right? I'm such a terrible person. I, I'm opposed to it. You know, I think it's bad. Um, $1.5 million contribution to a political action committee backing the reform-minded challenger, according to a Friday filing. Soros previously bankrolled the same pack during the 2018 election cycle when it had targeted several other prosecutor races in California. Before I forget... I'm not going to read any more of that article, but I did see a tweet. I don't know if it's accurate because I didn't look into it, but the allegation is, um, and I encourage people to look it up, uh, and it wouldn't surprise me, the allegation is that um, Bloomberg is pouring money into basically all but paying voters in Florida to vote a certain way. And let's let's see if we can find that because I don't want to I don't want to talk out of turn. But on the other hand, um, well, it shouldn't surprise us. They're all cheaters. Bloomberg, Florida, and you, you, the, my problem is, and this is where we, where we split pass, is that you can't trust anything they show us because everything is a giant fucking propaganda machine. Right. Propaganda machine is just cranking it out right now, dividing us, even us two, trying to divide the two of us, which will well, never absolutely. happen. No, absolutely. Because we're adults not. and we yeah. can have this mature conversation absolutely. together. Absolutely. And that's and that's what I've encouraged a lot of people on, on Twitter to do. Uh, like I said, I need to give you the login to that. But <clears throat> one thing that I've tried to do is have conversations with people as best as I can. And I get emotional sometimes because I get passionate. Um, we're both super passionate. Yeah. We lose our shit easily. Yeah. But I, I also want to hear from these people. And, and there have been people that have met me halfway and I'm really grateful for that. Clearly they they feel differently than me and you. And please continue um, to reach out to yeah, us. We'll yeah. talk to anybody. Absolutely. And I say that on our, on our Twitter, uh, like little thing, you know, open to debate, um, libertarian slash conservative minded, you know, cause I think that describes to point both of us. Um, like, I mean, you said at lunch one day that, you know, you check off all the boxes and it puts you very close to the category of libertarian, right? Absolutely. Uh, you, meaning, very, it's very simple. It's not complicated political philosophy. I mean, there's variations of it, but you can go find some information at the Cato Institute. I'll break it down for the layperson. Libertarian, leave me alone. Okay, hope that helps. Um, Miami Herald, Bloomberg gives millions to Florida get out and vote groups. I mean, I guess that's his prerogative. He can do that. Uh, Mike Bloomberg to spend at least $100 million to defeat President Trump. I mean, we are. this is already stuff we, are, we already know. 
Um, and this is where it feels like a psyop to me. This is where I'm like, okay, this reporting on this is just a little bit too conveniently timed. And expound. how would we know? How would we know that he's doing this? How would we know that any of well, this? Well, because they is... have to file, and people are watching. Sure, but do we? Do you really believe that? Because I don't which really part? believe that which anyone's way? watching. I think both sides are absolutely working together to create a fervor of speaking of fervor, emotional distancing between people. Oh well, like a fire. Absolutely, and, and, and all of this. And is here, a and here's the interesting part be, uh, about all of this is that there's there's a lot of overlay between beliefs. So it's not an old boss of mine um, who's really just a dear friend now. Um, once told me that with with the exceptions of the big ones, it's a very rare thing that someone is either all wrong or all right. And that's Absolutely. where things get kind of but muddy. But on both you know? sides, not just him buying these boats in Florida, but them finding in a ditch. Well, yeah, I mean. A hundred thousand or however many. It doesn't matter if it's ten I I, votes I for think, Trump. I think the article I read it's most bullshit. recently was actually very small numbers. But what I had said at Propagandist the time is where there's smoke, there's, there's fire. So. Uh, as we transition out here, I want to see what you think of this article, speaking of like fervor and all that. Ohio uh, oh, by Emily Zanotti, Daily Wire, September 29, 2020. Ohio National Guard deployed to Cleveland ahead of presidential debates. Court system, quote, prepared for influx. Major General John C. Harris, who leads the Ohio National Guard, said Monday that 300 members of the National Guard are headed to Cleveland to help local police handle crowd control ahead of and during the presidential debate Tuesday night, which is tonight. The governor and Cleveland officials also say local law enforcement and even the local court system are prepared to handle an influx in case planned protests spiral out of control. I'll just read one more. President Donald Trump and 2020 Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden will square off at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday night. And according to local media, you know, so trustworthy there, Cleveland law enforcement is bracing for crowds of protesters. A local Black Lives Matter group is uh, planning a peaceful demonstration. <laughs> Sorry. I hope it's peaceful, but I just, I mean, that's funny. Um, and I know that some of the people involved in these organizations Nay, scratch it. A lot of people involved in these organizations. Actually, I'm going to scratch the Antifa. All of those are douchebags. But in the Black Lives Matter organization, um, have are well intentioned and think they're part of something good. Because yeah, do Black Lives like, do Black li Yeah, do Black Lives Matter? Unequivocally, hundred percent. Who's going to contest that? I'm. I have people in my life that I couldn't and wouldn't want to live without that are black. Uh, it, it doesn't matter to me. It's who I'm drawn to. There's, I, I make distinctions only based on two things that in the words of Dennis Prager, decent and indecent, decent and indecent. The rest doesn't matter, but they've made sure that the world starts to think that it matters. They've made it real in the minds of the people. Um, but anyway, uh, so I, I have very little faith that, that there's not going to be agitators there, the BLM itself does not care about uh, the black community, um, like at its like high leadership. I'm not saying the people that they recruit to get involved. A lot of those people are very warm, probably love. They don't behave that way out there because they're told that, you know, they need to. It's a crusade and, and, and a war, really. Um, but they're they're being taken advantage of. 
But the people at the top don't give a crap about them and don't give a crap about the black lives that have been lost. They don't give a crap about the little girl that was shot in Atlanta or her parents crying on TV saying, where's the Black Lives Matter? Or the man that appeared on Fox News when his son got shot outside the chop zone. Black Lives Matter didn't give a crap about that. Didn't give a crap about that. Are you donating? I'll tell you what. Prove me wrong, Patrice and Sean King and all the rest. Prove me wrong and... Send me a list and videos of regular black families in the black community that you're throwing hundreds of thousands of dollars out to raise them up. Show me the communities that you're investing. Show me the communities, and we'll end on this and then get your thoughts. Show me the communities that you're investing in, the regular families that you're investing in. Show me where that money from the Ford Foundation, from George Soros went. Show me. Show me the money, as uh, Benny Jr. says in, in Jerry McGuire. Show me the show me the money, seriously. And then and then I'll have to concede. But I want some real diehard evidence here that you actually give a flying fuck about the black community, truly. Because I do, you do, many other black conservatives do, right? And are out there actually invested, fighting every day being called despicable things, right? Uh, being told that they're Oreos and it's just outrageous. It's outrageous, like the double standard. So if you can show me uh, the communities that you're investing in, in, in the South side of Chicago or in Atlanta or anywhere. in really Atlanta. anywhere, LA, anywhere, but some of our really hard hit areas where people are suffering, people are afraid, people are trying to protect their kids from the, the predatory gangs. Um, show me where you're doing something about that. Just show me. Show me proof, real proof, and I will amend my statements about applying the definition of domestic terrorism to BLM, because right now what I see is people out there screaming and shouting, marching down streets in the middle of so-called a so-called pandemic for the RBC, uh, walking up to innocent people of all races and ethnicities, eating and drinking their food, terrorizing them, um, getting violent, uh, it's amazing how the media covers for, for, for them. That's, that's what I see. Now, I could be totally wrong. And if I am, challenge me. Prove it to me. Prove to me that you care. But, but, but before you do that, prove to the people that have lost their children. I'm talking about in the black community who stood up on the news cameras and said, why doesn't my black life matter? Did you respond to them? If you did, what did you do? How did you make amends? What did you say? That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> In my last few minutes, I'll say, uh, you and I both were uh, involved in different ways with an incidence of Black Lives Matter this year. I took my kids to uh, the protest because I wanted them to see what it really looks like from the ground at the very beginning of this, the very beginning. And I told them I would take them once so that they could see it. I wanted them to see me uh, stand up to the police and show them that you can't just bend over and take it. I wanted them to feel that anxiety and see the community out there. And there were these folks, uh, black folks that were so amazing i mean just like their their speeches and their their authenticity and their generosity to allow me as someone who 
has no idea what they're going through to stand shoulder to shoulder with them and listen. And when they were like, you know, thank you to the to the people of other ethnicities that are here to support us. But you don't know shit about Dick. And they're right. I don't know shit about Dick about their lives. Okay. Um, that was a really encouraging experience for me to be there and listen to them and listen to their stories. And when they are like, you know, uh, I'm a massage therapist. This woman was gorgeous and, and vibrant and young and brilliant. And she's a massage therapist. And in the liberal abomination of Austin, Texas, that we find ourselves trapped in right now, she has had in this year people that will not allow her to massage them because she is black and because she's black they will come right out and say because of covid no it's opened back up and at her swanky ass spa which i'm not going to dump them by saying it because uh the people that they employ need that money more than than Mm -hmm. they do so i'll leave it out but it's swanky and if you're in austin you can probably guess in three guesses where it is um She has had people say, I want a different person. And when they ask why to make sure that she wasn't rude or they've said, I want a white person. And they feel completely willing to say that out loud in the year 2020. So let me ask you a question, though. Do you think that I mean, because I I mean, I, I don't believe America is systemically racist. However, I believe that there's racists that exist, obviously. And that we that you're just you're just not going to eliminate just like there's anti-Semites, there's Absolutely. homophobes, there's uh, you know what I mean? Like you're not going to eliminate that. And as a queer. Uh, and a Jew, you know, we, I mean, we get it. We get it. Um, and I'm not trying to pretend to get the struggles of another. But are we sure that 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 a percentage of the people doing that weren't just like so um, jarred by the current propaganda that they're that that they they made that choice not because they're truly racist but because they're like you know what if i say the wrong thing what if the conversation no. comes up i, I mean i just i just chance. i just wonder about that because honestly my father-in-law is i don't know anybody that would raging racist i don't well i i i don't know anybody that would do that and when um, you meet him at central market you would never know sorry her. Well, well, well there are there are like i like i said i don't believe that by design i don't believe and that this entire town is full of them well, and I think he, it is naive not to at least glance that it might be possible. Well, I didn't say it wouldn't be possible. I said a percent. Is it possible that a percentage of that couldn't could be because of the narrative? Because what I think it's doing is brainwashing people. Oh, definitely, you know it's I mean? brainwashing like, people. I think that but both things can coexist at the same time. So, so you know, Dennis Prager made a good point in one of his fireside chats that he did most recently, and you know, I mean. Uh, yes, racism exists, but if America was such a horribly, 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 no good, very bad, terrible, racist place, three million uh, Africans wouldn't have migrated here in the last decade and uh, by and large are thriving economically. So why why is that? You know well, what I mean? Like It's the same as like, you know, the lesser of two evils. Just well, because sure. you're, okay. you're, you know, you're, you're fleeing worse oppression. Right. I'm not saying that America, like, okay, right. so Ben Shapiro puts it like this, and I think it's a good He's way to put it. He's moving out of the California. I, he is moving to Nashville. Um, uh, he puts it like this. America, the founding documents were a promissory note. And, and Frederick Douglass, mm-hmm. who's one of my heroes of all time, 
just the command of the English language the man has, I just admire too. Anyway, anyway, um, I still want to do a whole episode on him because I just do. Um, you know, he may he alluded to this too that that America has ideals that should not be discarded just because at present and at any given time in history we're moving we're trying to move toward them to fulfill them, sure. and that's why he believed in. In America, you know what I mean? Like, was it perfect? Uh, of course not, especially at the time that he was speaking, right? They had just come out of the Civil War, I believe, when he started to talk about this. He was he was talking about uh, Independence Day and some of the issues and all kinds of things. But he, at the end of the day, he held firm in his belief in America because, I mean, let's be clear here. I'm sorry, but when Oprah Winfrey, who I admire and I admire her tenacity. I'm sorry, but when she comes out as someone who is worth 3.1 or whatever billion, that's with the B as in big, bad billion, worth over $3 billion and says that, um, you know, just by dint of my skin, I have white privilege over her. I'm sorry, but you are full of shit. Okay. Some white dude in Appalachia, whether he or she is a racist or just a person who is stuck in four walls and a hard mud packed floor with no options, you know, and three teeth because they don't have any dental care. They do not have privilege by dint of their skin. I'm sorry. That's just propaganda in and of itself. It just is. It just is. Now, do some employers, uh, unfortunately, regrettably, disgustingly, uh, make hiring practice? I, I certainly can't imagine that they should or would get away with it, but I have no doubt in the private sector that that happens. That's outrageous. And as Ben Shapiro says, where there's examples of racism, point them out and I will be right there with you. But as a, as a nation, I think until all this started happening, we were moving forward. Surveys that were done prior to the Obama administration, um, and you'd have to look them up. I'm going secondhand here. Um, but Ben Shapiro usually cites his information, so I'm going to assume that he did. So look it up. According to him, there were polls that were done that said a, certain, a large percentage of Americans, larger percentage of Americans, I'm not going to name numbers because I don't remember, felt better about race relations in the direction of the country prior to the overwhelming election twice of a black president than they did after. And I think a lot of that was intentional divisiveness, dividing us. And I think that that's part of what you talk about in the master plan. You know what I mean? Because if we're united and there's tranquility and we do feel like shit's not perfect, there's bad people out there, but on balance, we're moving forward. They can't usher in an agenda of complete control. They can't use their technology to lock us into like the cities to take away our property rights. They, they can't distract us if we're in a state of peace and harmony. They can't get things done that way. They can't get things done. So are there racists? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I always say to the people, and I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, but I always say to the people who uh, were suing the, I think the bakery in Colorado or Washington, because the um, the couple went in, a gay couple went in there and they wanted to, them to bake a cake. This Christian organization would not do it. First of all, not all Christians are like this, but this this shop, in my opinion, had a right to do that. Here's my what my response would be. Because capitalism sees nothing but green, does not see skin color. I'm sorry, that's just crap. That's just how I feel. I would have been like, all right, instead of suing them and forcing someone to do something they don't want to do, I'm going to open up a bakery downtown three miles away and be like, hey, unlike those people down the street, 
I serve everybody, man. I serve everybody. I don't care what your walk of life is. I don't care what what you identify as. I don't care about anything, 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 anything. I will bake a cake that looks like whatever you want. I will do whatever. And you know what? I'm going to get way more business. And then maybe that'll change those people's minds or maybe they'll be contented with less business and standing on their convictions. Either way, in a libertarian-minded point of view, I don't have to deal with them. Be away. Perfect example of what was going to be my last point, which was what I think the gift of Trump has been for our country is to start these conversations. People can't be this passive Nancy sitting in the corner being like, America's great. By by coming out and by inciting um, people who feel comfortable now, now I know who you are. If you're a homophobic, if you're a racist, there was a time when people had to sit back and shut their mouth about it. And I would rather they come out and this way I can see who they are. That okay. to me is the giant birthday present from Trump. I can see exactly who you are now. Okay. And as far as the cake, yeah, fuck that. I wouldn't have cared. I would have laughed at them and yeah, been exactly. glad to know exactly who, who in town you are. not to give my money. Exactly, to. exactly. But would you have gone and put them out of business? No, I don't. I don't see you like putting I don't that give much a shit emo- about that. Yeah, no. exactly. Why would you put that much emotional energy into that? You've got but a life to live. I do understand why one would do that, okay. and I'm grateful for them because see. that moves the ball. But does it, though? Anything moves the ball. Does it? Forward, backward, sideways. Absolutely it does. Well, as long as you're conceding that it might move it backwards. Uh, I mean, like it's going to go backwards. Right now, with who Trump just put into the Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade is on the table to get overturned. My marriage is on the table to get overturned. I don't think any of that's... 20 bucks, bro. I will bet you $100 on that. Uh, First of all, first of all... um, I support conservative ideology, but I would I would stand with you in protesting those things. First, I don't believe that the court has a right to legislate from the bench. That 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 I believe, and and also Roe v Roe versus Wade, much to my chagrin, is not going anywhere. I I, be, I here's and I say this this is very hard. I believe in in life. Uh, I'm pro life, but I also do believe in. We're in, both pro life. Uh, yeah, I believe that if a woman is in, backed into a corner, I believe in the whole doctrine of rare but safe. So I don't want to see it disappear entirely, um, and I and it's 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 hard for me to even say that. But I've seen what an abortion looks like, um, the the way that the fetus reacts and we've when seen it's the t- trauma of people who have working in the industry that yeah. we both met yeah. working in. Yeah, we've seen. The trauma, there's got to be a better way. There's, yeah, absolutely. So, but anyway, we've got on for a while. So this is a little taste of what you're going to get. And hopefully we're going to bring this to the general public at some point, And we're going to have these kind of conversations with people. Um, this is my soulmate in the universe. This is my brother in the struggle. And it's okay to disagree on matters. Love and decency and connection transcends all of that. And I... I don't know about you, but um, that's the message of the day for me. That'll be my ongoing message with all of this, too. That's why we're doing it. Absolutely. Totally our reason. Alrighty. So, see ya. Have a good one.